0: Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, every once in a while, um, people ask me about the history of Tannin Aquatics, of my company, and they want to know, you know, why some of the things that we've done, some of the ideas that we thought about, um, what precipitated some of the changes we made in our company over the years, and our ideas, and how it ties in with the overall botanical movement. A lot of questions. Um... And I think it's kind of fun to reflect on that as I'm going through some very serious changes I just spent a lot of time reworking some things on the back end of our site that you're not going to see just yet in terms of tweaking our offerings, the way we offer stuff, um, things that are going to be much better for you, very, I think, kind of exciting from a uh, offering standpoint. Um, so things are changing. Things are changing pretty quickly. We'll see that stuff finally debut shortly. We're sort of overcoming some of our supply chain issues, and uh, I know we've got a lot of orders still to get out that we're working on, but things are moving in the right direction, and it's pretty exciting as I re-engage with Tana, and it's kind of fun to bring out some new ideas that I've been wanting to do for years in line with some of my new thinking that'll be a little different than what we've done in the past and what other people are doing now, so kind of exciting. The whole world of Botanical method aquariums is just exploding. There's new techniques, new applications, new fishes. And of course, along with new ideas come new interests, new excitement, new breakthroughs, and new responsibilities that we, as well, people call us thought leaders in this little tinted world, need to accept. And we made a lot of changes over the years. One of the biggest changes that we made quite a while ago, this is about 2017, 2018 now, is we changed the names of most of the botanical materials that we offered. Yeah. Now, why did we do this? Well, everything was going amazing. We had a big global following. All the cool kids were dabbling with our stuff. The brand was exploding. Why why did we do that back in 2018? Well, it was simple. I mean, I think it was a pretty simple idea. When we first started Tannin, it was fun to sort of create a flavor for our site, if you will, and come up with exotic names for the materials that we sourced. And we made up a lot of fun Portuguese names for the botanicals. So those of you that have been a long time customers of Tannen may remember that are followers of this. Why do we use Portuguese? Well, that was the language spoken in Brazil where there happens to be that cool little region called, you know, Amazonia that we're kind of intrigued by. And yeah, well, yeah, it made sense at the time. It helped define us. It helped distinguish the stuff. It helped popularize botanicals, romanticize them a little bit. But here's the thing. Looking back on it, it was kind of, well, stupid, you heard me. I said stupid. Let me let me digress a little bit. I came from the world of the reef aquarium and coral propagation. You know, those expensive overhyped $100 per square centimeter coral frags that have, well, stupid names and equally stupid prices. I used to laugh at that stuff, the names, the over-romanticizing of them. Yet in a odd way, it sort of made sense to do this when it came time to starting, uh, offering botanicals, um, to make them more relatable, to give context and identity. And, and it did make sense for a while, for a few years. In fact, I think we were actually the first people to actually utilize the term botanicals to, to, to describe these materials. I don't think that prior to 2015, and you could check me on this, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think you've even heard about the word botanical described as you know, as these materials described as botanicals. So I think it's kind of cool that it perhaps perhaps helped get things more popular as tannins started to grow. Now, looking back at times, I kind of wish I kept it real right from the start, because not only are the actual names and scientific, you know, uh, genuses and so forth intriguing, They're actually more helpful when you're the real hardcore type trying to figure out what belongs in a specific aquarium, that sort of thing. However, again, it did serve to create a a vibe and a buzz around Tannin. And what we did initially, uh, which was to foster new excitement in a hobby sector that was obscure at best and virtually non-existent at worst. And then you fast forwarded to 2018. We had a full-blown hobby movement with botanicals. People all over the world were getting into this stuff we reached a new maturity level in the practice of utilizing botanicals and creating more natural, functionally aesthetic aquariums and best practices and ideas. And with this maturity comes more responsibility for us as so-called thought leaders in that area. So one night, it finally hit me. I realized I had a responsibility to educate, to inspire, to inform, and a responsibility to be more accurate and authoritative. Yeah, it was time to ditch those cutesy names. And it was getting a bit too much, even for me. Although... It might have been easier to pronounce and remember some of the cute names. I knew it was better in the long run to embrace the more accurate nomenclature. The botanical movement has always been and always will be bigger than any one company, any one, move, any one person or brand. Like several companies out there now, we sell botanicals. But nature makes them. And we're a brand which stands for something. And the brand supersedes the individual product names. And the botanical method aquarium movement supersedes any one brand and you know with all those other vendors that were getting into the botanical thing now it made sense to to do something that was a little bit more uh, i don't know best practice oriented um you know what was funny though is that a few of them were using the very names that we coined to describe similar materials that they were offering even though they were essentially meaningless i thought that was really ridiculous i'm like mm, we can't use those names and at least in one instance, I remember somebody translated back one of my silly botanical names into English to name his offerings. And it was like 360 degree cycle of absurdity. And we were just not going to continue to perpetuate this ridiculousness. Kind of like my decision in recent months to stop trying to chase every single thing out there and just be the lowest common denominator for everything. Yes, you, you, sometimes you have to change. And I realized that if I didn't step up and show some real leadership and confidence in using the right names at that point, this could have turned into the world's goofiest coral frag swap all over again, with out-of-control names, absurd claims, limited edition botanicals, and stuff like that. And this wasn't helpful. I mean, here we were at 10, and with over, at that point, I think we had 700 blogs of them. Of, of, all of the most arcane aspects of the botanical method aquarium hobby, pushing and poking around the hobby in lots of crazy ways, and hopefully educating and inspiring. And then we were calling a Dregula, uh, Dragia volbulusis pod, a conca pod or something like that. It was cute, it was entertaining, but just completely not helpful. As I said a million times, nobody invented this stuff. What we did at Tannen back in 2015 is we curated it, we studied it, we loved it, we sourced it, we shared it, but we didn't invent it, no one did, and as you can see with the explosion of other vendors, it's not a monopoly, it's not something, there's always somebody that has something different or has the same thing cheaper or whatever, that's cool, I love it. Now, I admit though, I am rather fond of some of the names that we came up with, some of those materials simply never had a common name, so we invented ones that fit our vibe and that was kind of cool. But when I embarked on that road to transforming to more appropriate names, it took a lot of research and talking to my suppliers in the countries of origin to find out if there was even a common or popular name for some of those materials. That was a process in itself. And I decided that when it was applicable, we would use those or we'd go by the genus or subspecies name and call them, you know, whatever pods. It was probably a bit confusing at first, I admit, and and it could have gradually phased into it. But in the end, My thinking was, if you want to be a leader, you need to act like one. So it was a painful decision, at least for me it was. You didn't seem to mind at all. But we cut a path in this area where there wasn't one. So it was time to push out a little farther. And as you probably noticed over the years, we changed our look and all that other stuff. So it it just made sense to change it. Now, I admit that some people probably didn't like it. Some people did like it because they had to learn some names as opposed to just calling them whatever dumb name we came up with. So... What was in it for you, the hobbyist? This was the other thing that was important when I made that decision. Well, after that initial confusion, the realization that this is now this, a lot of people got to have a better knowledge of the botanicals that they use in their tanks. Instead of having a stupid name that we made up, now you can research the places of origin, the growing habits of the plants that they come from, all that kind of stuff. And when you learn more about these materials, you can help unlock more ideas about how best to utilize them in our aquariums. Or you can just enjoy them, Uh, look at the pick for ID when you purchase them, and learn along with us to use their more correct names. It's simple as that. So it was kind of fun to, to, to really learn about that stuff. And again, we still had some common names monkey pot, you know, Cocoa Curls, Alder Cones, all that kind of stuff. However, some really popular ones back in the day, do you remember when we used to call them Savu Pod, which had absolutely nothing to do with it? It was actually Carinial, Cariniana Pod, where the Cariniana legalis was the tree it came from. That was a big switch, so, but it seems to have been seamless over the years. Everybody calls them Cariniana Pods. So it, it's kind of fun. I mean, names are, popular names are okay. I mean, like Clown Killies, probably easier to remember and more fun than epiplatys annulatus, but... In the long run, the hobby and the hobbyists benefit more from the accurate description, in my opinion. I mean, you could probably call a number of species clown killing, creating far more confusion than education and progress. And in the end, I decided that we'd all be better off in the long run. And, and of course, the pictures will always help, just like it did when we first marketed, you know, stuff with all these goofy names back in the 2015. And what about our competitors who appropriated the absurd names? Well... I got a lot of questions about that from other people. My answer was, well, maybe they'll keep them for a while. I don't know. I, I, do, I spend very little time looking at my competitors unless people bring them to my attention and say somebody's using your photo or something. I, I haven't seen somebody use those names in a while, but I suppose it's, in po- it's not uh, it's inevitable somebody will. What I am seeing, which is really nice, is some of these competitors actually using the scientific names. Instead of Jungle Pods, everything's a Sturculia Pod now. Very, very cool, and it's much better overall for everybody. So... It's pretty satisfying to see those changes come, come through. You know, it's way less romantic to, I guess, to use those, uh, those scientific, those Latin names. Way less sexy, but way more accurate and way more useful. Other than that, not much changed over the years on that. The song remained the same. So I guess my advice to you in relaying this weird little bit of 10 in history was just always remember to keep pushing the limits. Keep learning new things. Keep playing with botanicals and all of the fun ideas that go with them. Stay curious, stay excited, stay creative, stay bold, stay innovative, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Ten and Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tent.